This episode of the Inform Fitness Podcast is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. To receive a special discount code for 15% off of your first order, email tim at inboundpodcasting.com. Hey, Inform Nation, thanks for joining us here once again on the Inform Fitness Podcast. 20 minutes with New York Times bestselling author Adam Zickerman and friends. It's brought to you by Inform Fitness and ThriveMarket.com. My name is Tim Edwards of the Inbound Podcasting Network, and joining the show, as always, is Sheila Melody, Mike Rogers, and the founder of Inform Fitness, Adam Zickerman. Hey, team. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> That's going to be a running theme with every show. We'll begin with the English accent. Well, here in this podcast, we discuss high-intensity, slow-motion strength training system that's so effective you'll get a week's worth of exercise in just one 20- to 30-minute session, which is about the length of each of these podcast episodes. Now, in this episode, team, we want to share some of the wisdom that all of you have accrued over the many years and just talk about what it's like in the life of a personal trainer <laughs> at Inform Fitness. Uh, this is a very non-conventional type of workout for, for some. And so I want to l- learn from you how things have changed over the last 20 years or so, Adam, when you began this revolution. When I thought about what we were going to talk about for this episode, uh, it was because I was asked a question not too long ago by one of my mentors, who I've known for a long time. And he said to me, so Adam, now you're doing this almost, almost 20 years. What, what's the biggest surprise? If you can remember how you thought about all this 20 years ago and, the, and now, and where you are now, and where the state of the industry is now, what's the biggest surprise? What, what surprises me the most is something that appeared so logical and so kind of like, like an epiphany, an aha type of moment 20 years ago for me. I, I was, I'm a little surprised, quite honestly, that it hasn't been an aha moment for the, for the whole society. All <laughs> <laughs> right, you mentioned in previous episodes with, with Doug McGuff, it's like, why isn't everybody talking about this? Well, that was, I think that episode we were talking specifically about the anti-aging properties of, of, of mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, when that news came out, when that research came out, just one more thing that you think that's going to be the tipping point. That is what's going to get people to say, hey, but it wasn't. You know, uh, Adam, like you're talking about like you're surprised that nobody or like it hasn't uh, become like a national, a wave of like uh, of of uh, an epiphany for everybody as it has been for you or me or uh, all of us on the, uh, who, you know, who've been doing this and who teach it. I actually think I have the answer. I think it is, uh, I think everybody wants results now in a day. I think the reality is for almost all things that are mm-hmm. worthwhile, it just takes time to do it no matter what you're, you're trying to do. I mean, uh, whenever anyone tries any new exercise regimen, they usually feel the initial gains of whatever they do, a new Pilates class, a new Bikram yoga class, a new slow weight training, and their body feels like a, a new thing, and, it's, and I think they get wrapped up into it. Anyways, that, that's what I think. I think people just aren't patient enough to let something like this settle in, and that's the reason why. I remember when we used to drive these gas guzzling cars back in the 70s during the gas crisis, mm-hmm. during, 
Carter. I'm aging myself a little bit. I was a kid <laughs> sitting out in, in, a, in a big car that my parents waiting had. in those long lines to get gas. Remember gas line? Remember that? You, mm-hmm, I do. Yeah, I was a kid. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. It was right before your time. Anyway, I just remember the expression being uh, coined from that period is that every time our car passes a gas station, it burps. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, has, it has that desire. It just guzzles gas like crazy. And I, I, I remember I, I apply that, that same type of uh, joke, if you will, to, to genetically gifted uh, individuals. Every time they, they, they walk past a dumbbell, they get bigger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I hate those people. I really do. I hate those people. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to do much, you know. And, um, it, 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 I can see that. That is discouraging, <laughs> encouraging and discouraging for people. You know, I, I think about it. All, I mean, there's some people, you know, you know they, they, they're like, how come she looks so good? Da, 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 you know, and uh, like. They wonder, you know, like, I saw this girl at the gym. She has this incredible body. And I'm like, <laughs> she's running on the treadmill. I'm like, well, did she look that way before she was on the treadmill? I mean, like, oh. yeah, That's- it's hard to, to get people to understand that the reasons why you want to do this, not just, you know, to have this perfect body, too. There's so many other good reasons. And I'm constantly trying to remind people of those, you know, just your overall health and wellness. And, you know, it's like what... Adam has uh, often, you know, said it's like brushing your teeth. You're going to, are you going to stop brushing your teeth because you don't see, you know, immediate results or whatever? Well, You're just going to continue to brush honestly, your teeth, right? Honestly, I think a lot of people, though, they, when it comes to fitness, I think they do give up quickly. I think if they haven't, they, you know, you lose weight, maybe, you know how people, they do a new thing, like whatever, like this or running or something, and they lose uh, and they, they become very disciplined with their nutrition for two weeks and then all of a sudden they fall off and next thing you know, it's like, it's just, everybody has like two weeks of, uh, of uh, motivation and then <laughs> sort of fall off or, the, or they're there to stick with it and they're, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, we sell packages, you know, in like 6, 12, 24. So people, you know, and they, they're invested in, in what they're doing and then they have to show up for their appointments. So uh, I think you know, why a lot of people, after they start our program, they stay with our program, whether they've lost weight or not, they, they realize that they definitely have gotten stronger over the course of six weeks or 12 weeks. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why people do stick with us after they've come through our door. So Mike, you're saying that you think it's the lack of instant gratification is why this isn't being screamed from the rooftops or, or wasn't when uh, Adam first came well, upon this, this, this revolution. Goals are – people come in here with various goals all the time. And I mean the most popular one is, is I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 15 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds. And, and that is something that you know, we, we, are, we are superstars at getting people to be stronger, at manage, you know, getting them to, to reduce their chronic pain, uh, to increase their bone density over time, and a lot of different things. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. But you know, with with, with things like fat loss, which is a, a is a number one priority for a lot of people who walk into any sort of fitness facility, um, that doesn't come without any without really having some compliance towards changing the nutrition. And we uh, sometimes, you know, we I think we're very good at uh, encouraging and motivating and and helping. And counseling in that in that department, but it's you know we're not with you. we're not we're not with them uh, uh, seven days a week. You well, know? I'm a testament to that, Mike, because I began this workout at the time of this recording uh, about 50 weeks ago. I'm almost uh, at my one year point, oh and my God. and isn't that cool? And and then in 
it took me several months to finally adhere to pillar number two in Adam's book, Power of Ten, which is nutrition. I really got serious about my nutrition uh, a few months ago, really. And, and because of the nutrition combined with what I've done in the gym at the Toluca Lake location, uh, I'm now down 18 pounds. Because oh, Yeah, I've, I've lost a lot of weight here in the last few months because I finally started to combine those two, getting my exercise uh, in line solely with what I'm doing at Inform Fitness and then clean eating and following Adam's protocol inside, uh, inside his book. So uh, like you said, you're not with him 24 hours a day, but if somebody just applies a little, just a few minor changes, just eat clean, you will see those results. And it's been pretty dramatic. Just yesterday, I had two clients out of nowhere, without any solicitation, actually tell me one of them is 61 years old, just turned 61. The other one, they're both male. The other one is 53. And they both told me that they've never been stronger in their entire lives, mm. in their entire wow. lives. Amazing. Okay. Um, both of them, you know, have some fat to lose. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't have perfect bodies at all. But, uh, but they told me they, I mean, one of them, golf is a, a priority in his life. The other one just wants to really feel strong and, uh, and, and youthful. And both of them do, you know? And, um, and that was, that was one of those moments where, you know, I was thinking, you know, the gratification of being a trainer is going back to why, you know, what we're talking about today. Uh, what makes me excited about my job, uh, you know, is to hear that type of thing. You know, I mean, they they weren't worried about. I mean, they both want to lose a few pounds, but they were so excited about how strong they were and comparing themselves at their at their sixty one and fifty three years mm. to any time in their life. Even one of them was comparing it to the time when he played baseball in college. I said, "I feel stronger than I did then." Wow. You know, I mean, you know, we and we talked about yeah. Sometimes, like you know, you don't those little. You know, if you twist your elbow or something like that, and when you're 21, that goes away in a day, and now it lingers a little bit. And this is what I'm surprised about. We hear stories like this day in, day out. It's been covered in the press, and still, it's not accepted. Still, mm. it's it's still people like, what is that technique you do? <laughs> I mean, still, only like, I don't know, is it, I don't know what the statistics are, but I, I bet it's like one out of 100 people if not one out of a thousand people really know about this high intensity training thing and the, and and forget about the high intensity training thing one out of a thousand or some minority people even understand how profoundly important it is to build and maintain muscle mass outside of just how good you may look mm-hmm. you know so when we hear 61 71 pe- year old people saying i've never felt stronger and and, and more functional in my life mm-hmm. you'd think after 20 years of having people say that and feel that way, for such little time invested, by the way, you'd think uh, like everyone, everyone else would be going out of business. Well, there's no I, doubt that the, this podcast will certainly help spread the word. Well, that's you, why we're doing it. I think yeah. part of it, you know, to me, it's like the people who get um, old, old, the older people, I, you know, not older, but, you know, maybe middle-aged, older, when they really start to think, oh, I got to start doing something, right? And then they come in and this is a doable, you know, exercise for them, even though it's tough, it's the time management is important to them. Um, but I also think that as you get older, you're, you have more endurance as far as like sticking to something, you know, I, I just really feel that, you know, people who are younger, they're just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to do this. And then I don't really have to do this. 
But I think as you get older, you're just like more inclined to just stick to something and you have more endurance. And you, like Adam was talking about earlier, you know, in a few podcasts ago about how women work out harder or something. You know, it's just like you really have that endurance to give it your all that 20 minutes and you consistently come in every week. You know, whereas when you're younger, you're kind of like, you know, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why, but, but what you're alluding to, I think, uh, is I just think older people are just smarter. They've been there, done that, and, and they've made the mistakes, and now, now they understand things a bit better. Young people, they don't realize how resilient they are, and the risks that they're taking in the exercise programs that they choose, they're, they're infallible, right? Um, and the wisdom comes with experience. And wisdom comes with getting hurt, unfortunately, uh, a lot of times. Uh, wisdom comes from, you know, not seeing the results, but... Uh, and they don't see the ramifications necessarily of what they're doing until later on when it's too late. You don't realize how bad getting sunburned all the time is when you're when you're 18 years old. It's when you're when you're, it's when you're 48 right. years old. Yeah. You realize, oh shit, I shouldn't have stayed in the sun so long. Mm-hmm. So you know, as I don't know who said this, maybe you can help me. But youth is wasted on the young. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's in a, it's it was, in the movie. It's a wonderful life. Right. <laughs> was it Mark Twain that said? I don't know, but maybe. but. Uh, <laughs> Whoever said it, genius. Yeah. Uh, so so true. Mike makes a good point about this uh, idea that people are looking for instant gratification. They don't see the results right away. And it's not just necessarily even fat loss. Uh, that, that's a big part of it. That's actually an easier kind of uh, pivot, if you will, because then you can really blame the nutrition part on it. and Don't even put the exercise even as, as responsible for that at all. So it's not even what you're doing here. It has nothing, almost has nothing to do with your weight loss. Other things that, that I'm trying to figure out why this hasn't become like this national sensation and, and every, all the other gyms and treadmills companies are going out of business. People are not turning into fitness models and, and these buff specimens, not just because they're not losing the body weight, just because their muscles are not going to get beautiful and big and, and, and structured and cut the way uh, we see on the magazines or the athletes. And again, just because that doesn't happen to you doesn't mean something's not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, something really good isn't happening as a matter of fact. But you're just not going to look ever like that guy or girl on the magazine cover with or without Photoshop. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think it'd be interesting to go around the room and ask the three trainers here. We're looking for motivation, right? So, so Mike, you mentioned that, uh, and, I, and I think you're—I have to agree with you. I think the fact that the results aren't instant is maybe that's why people aren't uh, screaming it from the rooftops. Like, if someone were to jump on an Atkins diet, or say, for example, and all of a sudden they they stay away from carbs completely and lose a lot of weight quickly, what do you use for motivation? How do you motivate your clients? I'm sure it's, there are different methods of motivation to keep people stay on course if the results take six to eight weeks. You know, it's uh, it, whips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the thing is, first of all, the, with the people that come in our door, uh, everyone's motivated by the fact that this this workout only takes like twenty minutes. All right, that's one thing, and I think uh, that's one thing that they just, they want to. Uh, if that's not motivation enough, get the hell out of here. It, it kind of <laughs> is, and, and and the thing is, that's the motivation that gets them through doing something that's hard. That's yeah. really really hard. And it lets them know that, hey, they can get back to what they have to do in their own life and stuff. For, with anything that you're successful at life, what's the process? You know, do you just sort of wing it or do you actually, you know, uh, you know, like if you're trying to, say, for example, if you're trying to lose fat, you have to 
think about what your plan is. You have to write it down at first. You have to get into a routine. You might need some accountability and some help from some friends or, or me as the trainer or someone to be, sort of help keep you in line. And usually it's, it requires a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to use the word obsession, but you have to be highly focused on what you're doing at first. And then it, eventually it becomes something that you can probably uh, not be as regimented with uh, as, over time, you know, where, where you don't have to write it down and stuff like that. So, the idea of going to muscle failure, it might happen in 75 seconds or two minutes and 17 seconds or three minutes. You know, we don't want it to be too long. But the thing is, when it's nebulous, it's very difficult for some people. And sometimes I'll have to say, hey, you know something? Give me four reps. Make that a clear. Uh, I want you to still mm -hmm. get 10 seconds up, 10 seconds down. But, you know, last time you did it for a minute and 35 seconds and I'm going to raise it 10 pounds. And he, that should get me a time that's going to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, what we want in order to show some progress for the client. So that's a little bit specific to performance to when I'm motivating someone uh, to, you know, when I want them to perform better on the machine. So have a yeah. plan and then you, you verbally walk them through their time on the machines. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting what he just said, because uh, it is a very specific example of motivating. Because mm -hmm. there are, it's a very small population of people that need to have that carrot or that they need to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes you have a to target. say, yeah, some target at the post is just some random failure rate, which is in some range. I mean, just going to failure is not enough for them because how long is this going to last? I need to know how many more reps I have. And no matter how many times you say it doesn't matter, that just go to failure, just go until you can't go anymore. Some people are not motivated by that or they're not, they're not inspired to do that. So like Mike said, all right, so Mike's an experienced trainer, so he knows to set a weight at a certain weight. So he, they, he knows that if they can get four reps out, they're pretty much where he need, they need to be failure-wise. So you say, just give me four perfect reps. Now, if, it's, if you set the right weight correctly, they're going to reach failure in four perfect reps. So Mike got what he wanted and the client got what they wanted. And, and that's a motivation technique to get them to perform to a level that's very uncomfortable and very challenging. A lot of people have mental problems getting there. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's so so in a, even though that's a very specific example in the more general sense what Mike's talking about is different techniques of motivating people to get to the goal how what what do certain clients need and when you tra if you're training yourself by the way ask yourself what do I what's going to motivate me to work to this level of discomfort do I need to have a stopwatch around my neck and just have a certain time? Is it, is it amount, a certain number of reps? Uh, that kind of thing. Whatever it takes to, to allow you to get to that level of failure is what you should be trying to do. You know, as in our environment, as far as the clients are concerned, I think we are very personal with our clients. In general, when we're working with clients, the, the, the nature of our sessions, it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's a quiet environment without music, there's no mirrors, we're giving directions that are very, very uh, clear, verbal instructions. Sometimes we have to demonstrate, but for the most part, uh, I think the client is motivated by this unique experience, which is unlike most personal training experiences that people have if they even work with another personal trainer at a gym. And maybe that was a good experience, but this is a unique experience. And I think that in itself is something that really gets people, I think people are drawn to this environment when they're here. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's different. And they really, they realize that it's, it's not, uh, the distractions are not 
they're not there. They don't want to be distracted. They want to be focused. They want to get their workout in, and they want to leave. You know, I mean, uh, you know, they want to go back to whatever is going on in their own life. Um, well, I agree with that personal aspect of it. As somebody who's experienced this for now close to a year, and I've had Sheila as my trainer, who's terrific, and my latest trainer is Joe over in Toluca Lake. And Joe knows me personally, and he knows what motivates me, and I love playing softball. So as I'm getting close to failure, he's like, we're stretching those singles and the doubles. Now the doubles and the triples, and the triples into home runs. And he almost hit it out last week. You're going to hit it out this week. And he yeah. really knows what buttons to push with me. The more he gets to learn about my family and my activities and our I really enjoy that relationship uh, with with my trainer because he's able to say what I want to hear to get me to get me to failure. Yeah, you just have to. It's funny. I have clients who (laughs) I just you know for whatever reason you just reminded me. I have a client who when he's working out, he yells at himself. He calls himself the king. (laughs) Oh my god! You're the king. You're the king. And and so so what I do sometimes. I mean, I can't help it, but and sometimes it it does. I go, you're the prime minister, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're El Presidente, you know, like, yeah. just, oh. it's not it's Donald really, Trump, is it? Uh. <laughs> it's, it's really funny because he's, he's such, he's actually did not vote for Donald Trump. And, uh, but, uh, but it's very interesting how, you know, uh, Sheila was asking if the guy's yeah. saying I'm the king is yeah, Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If your client is Donald Trump. <laughs> No, you're not too. Trump. You're not too far from Trump Tower. Oh, there, he you actually might be. voted. He voted right on our block. next door yeah. to us yesterday. Yeah. He, he was did. Right. Yeah. He needs. Yeah. He needs Inform Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of shape. He needs anyway. Inform Fitness. He needs a clue. <laughs> well, Preach. yeah, I, I like having that. Per- we all have that personal relationship, and I was going to say the same thing. It's like how you get to know your client. You get to know what's going on in their life, and and you kind of have to psychologically, you know, just say. Hey, you know, you're going to, you're going to feel so much better when you get out of here. Just do. And I do that too. What Mike was saying, just, just give me two more, you know, what, and just try to, um, guide them and coach them through to get that, to that muscle failure, to get their dose. You know, the clients end up wanting to come in for that. You know what I mean? They come in, even though they're not feeling that well, or they're not feeling that motivated and they they expect us to do that, you know. Well, That's why they they come in. Well, and I imagine too the motivation is different for each client. You know, Sheila, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, when I first started Inform Fitness, you were my trainer, and you have a a very calming approach. You'll put your hand <laughs> on the shoulder, and go, "All right." You're almost yes. there, you know, and so some people might need to be screamed at or screaming that they're the king or the prince, <laughs> depending upon their performance. <laughs> I mean, that's a tell thing. me, tell me, I'm wrong. That, that's uh, a joke, but to be honest, that's a and that's an outlying type of situation. But for honestly, most situations, you can talk just like this when you're getting. Yes. And I think when they when you say when you tap them on their shoulder gently and you let them know they have to while they're going through their while they're going through the repetition that they need to uh, you know bring their elbow down a little bit they're feeling that motivation they're feeling that mm-hmm. connection because you're attentive to everything that's going mm-hmm. on in that moment absolutely to, give me 10 reps you know it's it's a much different thing and and it doesn't require screaming and I feel like uh, no. They're dealing with uh, a very uh, intense situation when they're yes. breathing heavily and and getting to that last rep it still doesn't require and and I think like it's, communicating like this while they're in that state keeps them, them you know, as Adam focused. Yeah. focused and stoic and being able mm-hmm. to actually perform the, the, uh, it the calms them down so that yeah, they we can. Just having this, yeah. We were literally, Mike and I were just having this conversation with a client uh, not too long ago. Um, one of my mentors told me 
the same mentor, by the way, who asked me the question about what surprises me in the last 20 years, mm -hmm. uh, he said to me a long time ago, he said, a trainer that has to raise their voice above a whisper is not a very good trainer. Mm. Interesting. I, I like that. I, I think in this situation, as someone who goes through your exercise, I prefer that approach, not being mm -hmm. screamed at and motivated. Although one time, Adam, you did say to me, but you whispered it. You said, when Adam trained me, you said, if you don't finish this rep, I'm going to call your son and tell him what a wimp you are. But he didn't say the word wimp. He said something else. So. Yeah. <laughs> I whispered it, didn't he? You did whisper it. He was, <laughs> well, you know, there's a motivation technique for you, shaming. That's that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 going. I just want to finish a thought that I had because about this whispering thing. Mm -hmm. uh, when somebody is in the, the throes of their of the last rep and they're really getting deep into intensity, it's. It, I think it's 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 seems logical to start raising your voice and say, "Come on, come on, come on!" and start raising the energy because their energy is like being expended so much. And I actually take the opposite tact very often. Just when they are like almost in a panic mode, that's when I say to them very quietly, all right, calm down, mm -hmm. yeah. breathe, calm down, relax, relax, well, finish, and, which, yeah. is, mm -hmm. which is really ironic. And they want to punch me because like right. they are reaching muscle failure and leg press and I'm telling them to relax. They're like, you fucking relax. I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the leg press for crying out loud. You know, it's, it, it's oftentimes a moment when shoulders but it and, works. Neck and you know, hyperextension of the neck and their shoulders come up and stuff yeah. like that. And where you, could, where you have an opportunity to say, okay, hold it for right there. Try to drop your shoulders right mm. now. Hold it. Hold it. Give me five more seconds. Three, two, one. Every, that's like something. That's when they hate you. No. You know, when, they, when they get mad at you, you know you're doing your job well. <laughs> well, but, but I, I, on the opposite yeah. of that, I like like it when it's calm and, and, and I need that moment. I, my breathing starts to change a little bit and I do everything I can just to, to finish that rep and I know that I fit failure. I like that calm approach. If there was yeah. yelling, it would distract me. That's what I'm saying. I think they're more focused and uh, they're more they're they're more uh, they're able to retain a correction that you're that you're giving them in that mm -hmm. type of voice, you know, and uh, and that's it's not maybe I know it. I've yeah. been doing it many years, and and going back to the big topic about motivation, I think that's under the umbrella of motivation is that style of talking to people while they're going through a relatively intense and stressful. Thing for it's a short amount of time. We know it's a worthwhile uh, uh, stimulus, but it's uh, but it's it's stressful. And and, uh, and so for those of you listening to this that don't have a trainer, especially a trainer that is uh, steeped in, in high intensity training, and you want to do this, what's the takeaway for you? I think it would be do this in as a relaxed environment as possible. Uh, don't stress out about uh, things. And you know, in my in my book, I talk about. I do a Q&A in my book, and, and one of the questions in my Q&A is, uh, which is the most important rep of the set? Mm. And uh, a lot of people you know, guess, oh, the first one, or a lot of people guess, really, the last one is the most important set of the rep. And of course, it's a trick question, really, uh, because my answer is the one you're doing. Mm. It's kind of like a zen-like approach to the whole thing. Be in the moment, you know, yeah. and, and not... So, so, and the whole workout should be approached that way. Don't be thinking about what you did last week, how well you're doing now. Just do it. Just be in the moment. Do the workout efficiently, calmly. Work out hard. Move on. If you have that approach, you're not going to dread, you know, put those thoughts of dreading the upcoming workout. I didn't do as well as I did last week. You got you to kind of 
meditate that stuff out of your head. Let those demons out and just be in the moment and, and do your job. And that's probably the best advice I can give because like, I, I have the demons in my head too. Mm-hmm. I, I say, shit, I got to work out now. And I have all the thoughts of the pain, uh, you know, creep in. And I'm like, you know, block it out. Do it. You got to do it. It's once a week, 20 minutes. There was a client that used to walk in. He had a mantra. It was a Mike's client. He used to walk in front the door of the gym and he'd uh, look around and he'd say, I can do anything for 20 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> love it. I love it. He did I it like every it. Time every single day. It was a mantra, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. All right, and, I can do anything for 20 minutes. Let's get it over with. <laughs> and we all have our ways of calming ourselves yeah. down. Some people might want to meditate. I have a client actually that goes into an empty room in our office. Mm-hmm. She can. And she'll meditate for, for 15, 20 minutes until the workout's ready to start. Oh my gosh. So so the what's a common thread here? I mean, I, you know, relax, be in the moment. And then you do get better at at just handling you that do. intensity. You do get better at it. You just get yeah, okay, like, I can handle this and you know you can handle it and then the next time it's, you know, the more you do it, the more you're like okay, I can do this and then you try a little harder and some days, yeah, you might have an off day here or there, but you know, overall, it'll just keep going forward if you just stick to it. All right, so we're getting a little short on time. I definitely want to to ask all three of you um, if you would just remind our audience how long each of you has been a trainer and how have you changed from the time you began as, as a trainer a t- with the power of 10 and, and, and how you are now. What have you learned and how have you changed? And this time we'll start with Guru. How about you, Adam? How have I changed as a trainer? Let me count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that pops in my head the most, because I started 20 years ago, and 20 years ago when I started this, I had just finished reading uh, Ken Hutchins' uh, Super Slow Manual, and I had been talking to some of his devotees about it, uh, some of the original devotees, and what an intense bunch. And (laughs) it was either do it this way or you're an idiot. Do this workout like this because everybody else is a fraud out there. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, they, and they basically made me feel like, you know, well, not made me feel. I, I, I picked up on it, to be honest with you. Uh, I bought into it. And at the beginning of my career, I was a little bit of a jerk. You know, I, I think I was like a, uh, a born again. <laughs> this way, yeah. If you don't do it this way, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I, I you're wrong, right? Yeah. I certainly, I certainly did it a little bit more di- diplomatically than that, but basically, <laughs> that was my message. You know, and, and and thing is, as diplomatic as I was, I turned people off. I turned a lot of people off. And uh, well, that's not. I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm going to uh, try to influence people uh, and educate people, I can't. I can't be that way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as, as time went on, I was m- I'm much more open and accepting of all kinds of ideas and views. And uh, I might not still agree with a lot of modalities of exercise out there, f- certainly for the purposes that they purport these modalities are for. Uh, but I understand a lot more about why. You know, you know we talked in our, our other podcast about intense workouts versus moderate exercise and the virtue of both, uh, the value of both. And... Um, when I used to, th- I, I, I used to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. If it's not a high intensity training, it's not, it's not worth doing. And uh, I'm, I don't, I don't really feel that way anymore. And, and I certainly don't uh, portray that with my clients anymore. 
Sheila, how about you? Well, I've only, I got certified in 2010, so it's been about six years for me. So I'm still consider myself a newbie, (laughs) to tell you the truth. Um, She was was never a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I can't be. I don't think she has it in her, to be honest with you. But I could say that how I've changed, because in the beginning, you know, I think I was a little more uh, maybe empathetic with people and you know, as I've been doing this workout now for about 10 or 11 years myself, I have grown in how my experience of doing the workout. So that has affected the way that I train clients and just being around like our, our trainer here, Anne, who is a very experienced trainer. She's been a trainer for like 14 years. So bringing her on board and having her, uh, you know, open this place with me and seeing how she wasn't afraid to put the weight up. You know what I mean? I used to be a little more like gentle with people, I guess. I wouldn't like just, okay, let's add 40 pounds here. You know, I'd be like, oh no, you can't. And I'm now I'm much more uh, confident in challenging people a little more. You're a little bit more detached in a good way, I think. Yeah, it's like I know that people, and then John has said this too a lot with his his clients. He's like, I because he has a love hate relationship with several several of his clients. Although they love him, they're like, er, he makes me do this, and he's like, because I know you can do it. I know your body can do. I know you can do it. You know, and so you kind of have to be that way. And I've gotten much more that way with you know not feeling like, you know, because people will be the first time they try this, especially women, I guess, because they're not used to lifting really heavy weights, they'll be like, oh, this is too heavy, you know, and I'll, I'll be like, no, nope, keep going. I used to like say, okay, let me change this weight a little <laughs> bit to start. And then no, now I go, nope, keep going, keep going. Tell me after three reps, if it's too, you know, after three reps, you're still going. Guess what? You just did like over two minutes on that. It's not too heavy for you. So giving them that experience of it has been a way that I've developed you know, into a better trainer, I think. Yeah. So in other words, you, you're just not as empathetic anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. I mean, like doctors have to be that way. Doctors, when they give injections or they do a procedure that hurts, mm-hmm. you know, they can't, they have to be, uh, they have to do with authority. They have to just do it and they can't, and they can't go, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, right. 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 Same it's applies. Sure. Yeah. The you confidence. got, you got to do it. And, um, and that's part of being a professional. So Mike, on to you. I've uh, I have been here for 14 years, um, and I has been the best job of my entire life. I've done a lot of different things before then. So, but uh, um, when I first got uh, when I first uh, learned about this technique and wanted to become a trainer, um, I mean, I was I was just blown away by everything about it. Uh, the intensity of it is just, I've always been attracted to intense things. <laughs> but uh, I was amazed at how, you know, I had a shoulder His injury. favorite band is the Ramones, by the way. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> one, of, one of them. Uh, but yes. <laughs> oh, one, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, something, the thing that I've, uh, I, you know, you, 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 when you, when you, become a trainer in the beginning, you know, you, the science is thrown at you and you're really, really drawn into it and it makes a lot of sense and you want to teach it and you want to get better at it. And, uh, uh, but I got to tell you, you know, what? It's, it's interesting, you know, you see new trainers now after I've been doing this this long and I think about how I was way back then. And it's amazing, uh, you know, the science is the science, 
but there's an art form to training people and getting to really know them as people, the psychology of, of how to have how to motivate. Um, but you know what I'm, I think I'm most proud of, uh, which just comes with experience and, you know, anybody who's been doing this a long time and cares about their clients, you know, uh, you know, when you deal with ro- a person who comes in with a rotator cuff tear or a herniated cervical disc or a torn meniscus or something like that, I've become, I, you know, I'm really, really proud of how, uh, I've been able to, um, help people with special like medical problems and uh, still be able to get them to train very, very hard uh, and and help them with their rehabilitation, work with their orthopedists or their physical therapists and stuff. And it's 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 interesting because that's just something that even though like a, a person could get certified and they can do a become a trainer tomorrow and they could be great, uh, things like that just take time and uh, and to really be have intuitive answers and or or directions to give to people when you're training them and you know I, I I'm I'm very happy to have had that experience and to know that you know if someone comes in the door that they're going to be taken care of uh, by me and and if uh, and if there's an inexperienced trainer I can help them understand a little bit more about things like that as well well you can tell by listening to Mike and Sheila and Adam hires the best when it comes <laughs> to uh, uh, who he's going to trust with power of 10 and the informed fitness locations in closing, Adam, we've been talking about how the three of you have changed over the last 18 to 20 years or so as trainers, what the industry's perception is of this type of workout over the last almost two decades. I'd like to know what you think the perception is of those of us who are coming to an informed fitness uh, to work out, how that might have changed over the last 20 years, and where would you like to see this go? Well, I think this might be wishful thinking. And, uh, but, but I really think our vision is starting to come true where people are realizing that, that less is more. Intensity is the king uh, and, and the real uh, stimulus for, for, for fitness uh, and balancing that intensity with rest and recovery. I, I would have to say more people now are realizing that and are not taking up these long endurance type of activities. Uh, in, instead, they are, are saving time, saving their knees and starting to accept this idea that, you know, maybe I can have quality over quantity. And that's, whether it's my competition uh, perpetuating these new ideas or, or us, it, you know, all, all boats uh, rise with a rising tide. And, and, you know, I'm surprised it didn't happen fast enough, but may, maybe the second half, uh, <laughs> second half the last quarter, we might, we might see some kind of tipping point occur and, uh, you know, and, and, and save a lot of people, quite honestly. So... So I'm hopeful and my fingers are crossed. And, you know, this podcast, with any, with any luck, could, could, could help with that. Hey, why don't you give the workout a try for yourself, just like I did about a year ago? Visit informfitness.com for a list of locations across the U.S. If you don't happen to live near one of the locations, jump on over to Amazon and pick up Adam's book, Power of 10, the once-a-week slow-motion fitness revolution. Inside, you'll find some easy-to-follow instructions to perform this workout at just about any gym or even at home. And back here in the podcast, Adam, Mike, and Sheila can answer a question or respond to a comment you might have regarding the Power of 10. Just shoot us an email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it to podcast at informfitness.com. You can also give us a call at 888-983-5020, extension 3, to leave your comment or question. You might even have a suggestion on some topics we should cover here on the show or might have a guest in mind you'd like for us to interview. All feedback is welcome. Thanks again for joining us here at the Informed Fitness Podcast. 
For Adam, Mike, and Sheila, I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network.